traditional afternoon tea, the epitome of indulgence in the finest English manner. Closing out the 4 o'clock hour with a rather quick tea time, BK, because I was scrolling through Instagram this morning and the In The Zone Instagram. I don't have an Instagram reminder. Still still haven't gotten around to my New Year's resolution of um, restarting my Instagram journey since my account got hacked, what, yeah. nine months ago now? It's been yeah. way too long. That, that sparks a question in my mind, if I can break in before you get to yours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how long into the new year until you can chalk up? I have n- I have failed at my New Year's resolution in general, or I think it depends on the goal. I have a goal of I want to run 365 miles in the year of 2024. Have you started running yet? Yeah, no, I'm. Then you're doing well, right? But at one point, your your New Year's resolution, you can pick that thing back up later in the year but at that point it just becomes a goal it's not a new year's resolution if if you go throughout i think if you go through the entire month of january and you haven't once lifted a finger to get yourself to your new year's resolution it no longer qualifies as a new year's resolution i think you have um, to in the month of january you have to put some effort towards you don't have to accomplish the goal you have to start the process of accomplishing the goal. I'm in between because if I set it up like I do with my Instagram, I told myself, in the year 2024, I'm going to start an okay. Instagram Is again. that the way that you worded it to yourself or oh, yeah. is that the way you're wording it to yourself now? No, I mean, it, when I was thinking about New Year's resolutions, I didn't write it down anywhere. I have my, my running, I have written down um, on the whiteboard on this so like I can keep track and keep the rotation of how far I run every day. This that feels like a real resolution. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like a real one. Then the Instagram one was like I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back on Instagram this year. I think that was mentally how I said it to myself. You could do it. You could do it during the commercial break. Well, that's the thing. I have an account. I have like another account with I don't know, I think like my girlfriend and her parents follow me. And that's that's it. Like it's there. No picture. Heavy hitters. No no bio. No co-host producer. None of that. It's just, I don't know, TC, Tyler Karen 32 or whatever it is. And it's just sitting there waiting. So it's creative, but I want to actually go through the process of, okay, follow, follow, follow. Yeah. Which, you know, normally that can happen organically. Whereas now I talk to the same four people every day and... I don't. I'm not at high school bumping into everyone like, oh, I can follow you, you, you. Not in college anymore, where you see the same fraternity people seven times a week, um, and you see the same 100 people. Definitely tougher to build a following on social media when you're not in high school. Yeah, no, my old account was, I don't know, three thousand followers or something. I was well, I I getting out there. I derailed your story. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, I, I ran into, I'm pretty sure it's an old clip, but it's the Coach Gino, the women's UConn. Gino Ariyama? Yes, college yeah. basketball coach. Arguably one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Of, of no both. doubt. And it was the clip of him talking about how AAU basketball is ruining the game in certain ways for kids. And it brought me back to 
a debate that I had with Stefan on Facebook a while back because I, and I've said it on air and I know people have texted in discreet that there's more talent in the NBA right now than ever before. And I stand by that statement and Gino had a perfect breakdown of it said, you know, think about kids in AAU basketball. It's not about how many days you practice anymore. You know, in your in European basketball, you practice six days, you play one. It's like a football schedule. The summertime AAU ball for high, these high, middle school, high school kids, from the time you can run and dribble a basketball, is you're practicing a couple times a week, maybe twice, and then you're trying to play six games in two days. That's what it is. And that's how it's always been. I went through it. You know, I, I can't say that I wasn't on that schedule. But now, with social media and whatnot, these kids are they, they are naturally, and they start earlier, this high comp- competition. Um, they're playing against some of the best of the best, and they are flashier now than what they were before. But when it comes to the fundamentals of basketball, it's just a different scale. They're playing more for the highlight. They're playing more for the video than what they are, the love of the game and the passion and the fundamentals of the game that ultimately make you the better basketball player. And Gino went on to say it himself. Kids now and players now are more talented than ever before. They are far from the best basketball players than we have seen before. And I just wanted to relay that message again because I haven't, I haven't had a chance to talk about it. But it, like I said, it's, I couldn't find the video, of course, when I'm digging through um, Instagram now. I forgot to save it. But, again, just how he classifies it. Do you agree with that? There's more talent in the NBA now than there has been in the past? I think so. I think the NBA runs a lot deeper. Uh, maybe not. You could have an argument about at the top. Is, uh, is it as top-heavy as it was in the 90s when you had Jordan and Malone and Barkley and Ewing, and maybe the best of the best were better then, if you wanted to make that argument. Oof, yeah, but but as far as, like, Depth. could I go Could I go 100 deep on guys where you're like, damn, that's a really good basketball player? Like, how far down the list is Paolo versus how far he would be down the list if he played in the 90s? I saw... So I, I, I would say that at the tippy top, that that era of that was the golden era of basketball, and those guys at the best were better than the players at the best right now. Relative to the era, the skills have changed. The way, what's asked of you as a basketball player, um, but overall, there, I think there is much more talent in the NBA. Benches are better, sixth men are better. All of those things definitely the case. Yeah, I I agree, but I wouldn't argue that basketball is better now. In fact, when I was watching. Um, was it Kobe highlights or something last night from like 2010? And just the game of basketball is different now. Offense, the flow of the game, it looks different. And that, that's the reason why we see if you hold a team under 100, that's, you know, you'll do that maybe a handful games out of the year. Hold your opponents under 100. It's more often you score 120 than holding opponents under 100 for yeah. most teams around the league. So. That's the thing. I think it's offensively and athletically, there's more talent now than ever before, but not better basketball players. To go wrap up with your Franz, uh, your Palo point really quick, Hoop Central made a list of the top 25 players under the age of 25. Putting you on the spot here, do you know where, If could you take a guess of where Palo was on that list? Palo and Franz both were on this list. Uh, the top, how many? 25, it, under 25. I think 
they are both inside of the top 10? Neither of them are inside the top 10. That's crazy. Is but it? That's, it what, I mean, when I say that's crazy, I'm she, not saying that's crazy. I don't, without looking at the list, I'm saying that's crazy that there's that much talent in the NBA. Yeah, I yeah. think that makes that point. That you have two guys that are as good as they are at basketball, then that's just 25. That's not right. anybody older than 25. Right. Hey, Palo was nine on this list, so he was inside. And then Franz was 13. But yeah, you, Luca, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, John Morant, Tyrese Maxey. So they have Chet Holmgren at six. That's arguable. LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, arguable. Palo. And then Shengun, Zion, Wemby, Franz, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Jaron Jackson Jr., Darius Garland. Like, we are ta- Tyler Hero. We are yeah. talking about all NBA All-Stars. And well, it, it got- makes sense, too. It's like a math equation. You know, they went from, when I was growing up, everybody in the NBA, you got them from a pool of people that play basketball in the United States of America outside of uh, Akeem Olajuwon. And then now you're pulling from the pool of the globe. Everyone in the world now can play basketball in the NBA. Yeah, you could go to any team in the league, even the Pistons, and say you have a player who's really special. In the 90s, there were like three or four teams where you're like, you don't have anyone good. Yeah. You just don't have You have bodies. You don't have anyone that's good. I think that's the biggest difference. But like that league in the '90s had MJ. It was a different world, different world. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, we'll cut it there. That was a really fun conversation. Coming up next, the Miami Dolphins enter into a frigid cold situation that could make Tua a ton of money. We'll get to that next.